Welcome to the Creative Plan Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews of items, and convention panels, and other exciting things that we run into from time to time. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hi all, welcome back to Creative Play and Podcast. We are doing RPG a day 2020. I'm Kelly, and also with me is Jim. Yes, he wanted me to show you what or tell you about today's word for August 10th is want. So, um, I did not want to necessarily, uh, um, be the first to talk. I'm, you know, but I am happy to do so. Um, uh, when I hear when want, of course, I think in a player, cause I'm not, I, I don't GM. Uh, I was like, well, what does my character want? You, I mean, I could have a motivation. I mean, that's what's great about D&D 5th Edition, because you actually have personality traits, you know, and flaws and desires, that type of thing. Um, but um, then there's the, you know, look at the bodies, because I want loot, you know. Um, and, of course, always on my wish list, my want list, for anything is um, a bag of holding. Um, hell, I want a bag of holding in real friggin' life. You know, that little bag that will go with everything, but, you know, holds everything. But it's not too big, you know? See, because a bag of holding, you know, you can have all of this stuff in there, but it doesn't, like, you know, you know, break your back to carry it. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> so all of my characters, I want a bag of holding. As a matter of fact, my latest Scion character, I spent a lot of her stuff, her birthright boons and stuff, to uh, get a uh, like a mini version of a uh, uh, bag of holding. So it's not as uber, but, you know, it is actually pretty damn cool because it's got some extra special features. Um, like only she can open it and it's imperfect. It's, you know, indestructible, you know, so it can get wet, but all the contents will stay dry. <laughs> Great. Because she's, you know, she's a techno nerd. Yeah. She's a hacktivist. <laughs> <laughs> Handle is panarchy. <laughs> <laughs> she's the scion of, uh, Hermes. Uh, her name is Pandora Winger. But, uh, um, yeah, her hacktivist name is Panarchy. <laughs> I like that. So um, what I think of was want. But now, ever since I got one, oh, God, it was uh, Sister Solace got one. Um, uh, uh, basically a pearl of power kind of thing where it gives you an extra spell slot. Once a day, you can use its power to do one more spell. 
itch I love as a character. I want that for all my casters, in particularly my clerics, because it's always nice to have that extra healing spell when everybody's getting hit hard and the rolls are just really crappy and people are getting pummeled, you know. That's what I want. I want an extra spell slot. And I always want my clerics to have Spare the Dying because that way I don't have to waste a spell. You know, if I waste a healing spell, it doesn't, you know, it actually mm -hmm. counts. You know, if they're doing death saves, you know, and I cast a healing spell, them, all that does is stabilize them. It doesn't really heal them. So Spare the Dying. Boom, stabilize them, and then when I crack out that healing spell, it works. So those are that I want. Just, you know, in an RPG setting, that's what I want. Although in World of Warcraft, you know, I want the pretty, pretty gear. <laughs> <laughs> I want all the transmogs. <laughs> I do, I do. I'll admit it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I think of when I want, you know, because of course, you know, you know, I tend to you know, play player characters, and we are rather selfish, typically. <laughs> um, if I was playing one of my characters, like one of my uh, clerics, they're gonna want to help the people, or you know, they they want to you do know, the right thing, do the right thing type of thing. But most of my characters do tend to be less noble. I mean, they're good. I tend to be like chaotic good, or, you know. Um, but they're, they're they're a little on the more you know less altruistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I reserve that for some of my clerks. <laughs> Not all of them. Not all clerics are created it's, equal. This is true. I mean, that's what makes clerics such a badass class. Is you can be a jerk and yeah. still be have the healing abilities. I mean, you could, yeah, you could have a cleric with a criminal background. Hello, <laughs> I haven't done that yet. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, a gnome cleric with a criminal background—that could be. All fun. of a sudden, one day you saw <laughs> the light. Exactly. Yeah, I want to help you, but. <laughs> I mean, I will, you know, is, you know, here, there you go. <laughs> I mean, and you pick the right God, then, you know, <laughs> all's good. So now, Jim, what do you want to talk about in regards to So want? for me, one thing that I like to do in, in my games and adventures is, is I kind of give my players a need want list of magic items, especially mm -hmm. because I hate when you're playing a game and all of a sudden say you have no archers group and a magical bow drops or yeah. all of a sudden nobody in the group has two-handed axe and a magical axe drops so it's like i don't yeah. like trash loot to happen in my fantasy rpg tabletop games it's like the old world of warcraft days where oh gee i got this really great Thing that exactly. I can't Epic use. loot drops, and then everyone looks around like, well, who's going to have to carry this because none of us want it? Yeah, or, you know, like, instead of getting something I want, you know, it's only usable for one character mm -hmm. class. So that, that's one thing I always like to do with groups is I always give, you know, usually during session zero or in the first, you know, session or two, 
get a need want list of the group of things that the characters want their characters to have because that way they can also tease what they envision their character being because you know hey this one of a kind of magic item my character's going to have that item by the way you know i'm going to be the barbarian that's got molnir or the you know priest of tempest who's got the the magic hammer you know so that way the hey i'm still holding out for a trident uh, you know a magic uh -huh. trident for my, uh, but you don't want the regular Trident because the regular Trident half its powers you already have. You want the yeah, Uber no, Trident, which will take time to get to. I want something, yeah. You want the Trident from the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean that lets you control all the oceans. <laughs> hey, is that an option? <laughs> that is an option. That's why you're having to hold out to a higher level. I don't think the Tritons would appreciate a CL, a half CL oh, having well. that. <laughs> Tough. Or the tridents we're playing you will figure that out <laughs> <laughs> so that way my sure players enough. communicate what magic items they're interested in because you know as a gm you know there's certain things that you know the pearl of power is always a good one for every every group that's got some caster the bag of holding is a gimme that's just flat out gimme so that way you can actually carry 300 gold mm -hmm. coins on you and not be this or winters with the, mm, the, the quiver, endless quiver, you know. So that way you don't have to, you no longer have to worry about economy management during the game of how many mm -hmm. arrows do I really carry along with the bundle of 20 extra arrows I've strapped to my butt. Yeah. Because it's nice. nice to get to break or like the uh, bracers of throwing knives for rogues that just let you perpetually throw daggers. Those are ones that I, mm -hmm. I'm always a big fan of. So that but what I like about you, though, is that sometimes you go with what you think that they need. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, based on gameplay, you know, want versus need, you'll sometimes instead give something that is needed. Mm -hmm. That way it helps actually perpetuate storyline, too, which sometimes cool, cool MacGuffin gear is needed to, to do that thing. You know, you need that flying carpet. You know, you need that magical rope that will set itself up for everybody, you know, because sometimes it just helps the story. If you have that magic MacGuffin that will fix the, the problem that the group's having, you know, all of these casters yeah. who have no athletics have to climb a wall. Well, let's get them boots of spider climb. At least one person can climb the wall and tie a rope so the others have advantage. Mm -hmm. You know, and never look down the, the boots of spider climbing because they are awesome. Or like boots of elven kind for a character that doesn't mm -hmm. run as fast. As well as, you know, somebody sneaky, the, the elven cloak to help give them advantage on stealth checks. There's lots of cool things that will make the characters spotlight themselves to be really good with what they do. I mean, come on, the Hobbit never would have existed if there wasn't for this cool ring you put on and turn invisible. And it wasn't until later did we discover when the player got to level 10, it had more powers, which that can always be a thing. That, oh, you thought it was a ring of invisibility? Well, in fact, it's this legendary item. It's just it didn't bond with you fully yet to communicate its, its awesomeness. Mm-hmm. So, so you can actually, as a GM, evolve magic items, too. You know, you thought that was just a plus one sword. Well, it's actually a vocal sword, and it's now whispering to you in your dreams because it's finally waking up. Or worse, you then find out the scabbard you've been putting in is actually a cursed scabbard that shuts it up. 
maybe oh, you want that scabbard still that, though. That sucks. Sometimes you have to ground <laughs> your, your sentient vocal sword. Yeah. There's nothing worse than intelligent sword that every time some bad guy talks shit, he just keeps going snickersnack, snickersnack, <laughs> snickersnack. <laughs> it's like having venom in a sword. Yeah, we all want the Uber gear, of course. Um, but uh, what's cool is you don't like throw it at us. Well, you know, I can remember early campaigns where you know it's like, oh, because there was a magic ring everywhere, you know, or like you make it a little harder to, mm-hmm. you know, it's come less by. So, every other room has a magic item. But mm-hmm. one of the important things I like to do too is when you guys put it on your need want list is I make sure a bad guy demonstrates how to use it on you at one point. Like, <laughs> uh, like in, sometimes that's like not in D D our goblin group just fought a mummy. And immediately they're like, kill it with fire and then they're all like, Well, you know, because you rolled well in your arcana roll, you know mummies are susceptible to fire. This this mummy seems no more susceptible than any other creature to fire because the mummy was ah. wearing a ring of fire resistance. Gotcha. Or she was also a wizard in a previous life. So it made perfect sense that she had her magical items on her. She mm-hmm. planned ahead. <laughs> Sadly, the group was very sad when they tried to light her on fire and some magic scrolls she had on her caught fire and burned up. Ooh, I made sure to mention ouch. that many times about the magical... Uh, book that caught fire and, and was destroyed on them and they did not like that mm-hmm. not all, fun she, that's not what they she wanted was supposed to be a mummy it was the douchey elves that cursed her to be a mummy <laughs> of course when the group are all goblins all elves are douchey they're pine <laughs> fresh uh, it's perspective mm-hmm. from a certain point of view they're the heroes just because they have to liberate other goblin tribes and subjugate them afterwards for their own good. <laughs> for their, for own, their good. own good. They only want to protect them. <laughs> and also, when it comes to want, discussing with the players why they want items is also a good thing, too. Because, you know, not just in D&D, but other games that don't have, like, a convenient list in the GM's guide of magic items is... Having the player tell you what it is they really want for their character, because you might have a better suggestion. Uh, yeah, because, you know, when we were creating, oftentimes when we create Scion characters, and you have the birthrights and the relics mm-hmm. and stuff, um, basically talking to you and, like, we build those together um, uh, because what we might have wanted initially might not be mm-hmm. what, we really want. It so. could be you want a giant Final Fantasy side glaivish sword that also has a gun built into it. Instead, I'm just like, dude, pick a regular sword. But do you really want something that you can't get through an airport? Would you prefer that that becomes a tattoo on your right butt cheek that you can just put your hand in your back pants and rub your butt and summon your gun? So that way you can get through airport security? <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. Or, yeah, sure, you got that cool gun, but it doesn't have unlimited ammo, and you don't have the sun ammo power, so you only got six shots, buddy. Yeah, I want to rethink that. (laughs) 
you know, that's one of those things that you, you, you should talk about it and communicate things through to, to really peg down what it is that you really want. Because it could be something completely different than what you're going for. Mm -hmm. um, and if you, you talk about it, then you can help craft what they want as opposed mm -hmm. to, you know. And you can start dropping story well. elements because you can do the whole, oh, yeah, you want that? Well, when you're in town, the bard talks about the ancient hero buried up on Boot Hill that had his mighty so-and-so weapon, who sounds just like something you'd love to have. Mm -hmm. So needless to say, later on, when evil guy number four raids that crypt and steals the weapon that you were too good and honorable to go pick up yourself, you now know, I know what weapon he's got. I know what I'm looking for. Mm. I'm looking for the, I know what the glaive I of a thousand cuts. So that way you can, you know, really make the story about the characters and what they want their character to become. And then if that character dies, he happens to have a half-brother who's only a year younger, whose stats are exactly identical <laughs> and has dreamed his big brother's dreams and can rejoin the party with almost the same character sheet, just minus a few levels. <laughs> yeah. Convenient. Put a stats what the player wants. Exactly. You know, that, and that, that does kind of come back to a session zero idea of it comes down to what does the character, the player want the character to be, you know, it, and it helps if everyone communicates what they're wanting to play. So that way nobody's, you know, left feeling that they're playing something they don't want to play. Yeah. And, and normally I like to, I want to go last, um, uh, for picking because, you know, just to fill out the party and because a lot of people don't want to play a cleric, which, you know, initially the first time I played a cleric, I didn't want to play the cleric either because I thought, you know what, I'm just going to be relegated to heal bot and I don't want that. But clerics are really kind of cool. Um, and depending on how you craft them and build them, I mean, they're more than just a heal bot. So, yeah, I mean, you know. It might be you can have a lot of fun playing around with the different domains of clerics because I'm sorry, I'm always a fan of Tempest. A dwarf cleric, Tempest is good. Tempest, who basically is a tiny short freaking Thor in training, you know. He now he's a melee warcaster cleric, you know. It's it's more of the I destroy the battlefield as opposed to heal my friends, but I can heal you if I need to. Yeah, but dwarf cleric mm -hmm. of the forge? You know, that's kind of cool, too, because you, you can, like, buff people, like, okay, you're getting magic mm -hmm. armor, you that, know. That forge power uh, is amazing. Nope, you get a magic weapon Let's today. Let's make a rest, <laughs> and I can turn, you know, I can reinforce your armor to make it magical, or I can reinforce your weapon to make it magical. Or I can just randomly yeah, make or a thing. I can craft, yeah, I can craft, you know, something. Okay, all that crap loot that you got, like, oh, we got these six battered swords and these crappy mm -hmm. shields. I'll take them. And here, my oh God, I wish my character had, you know, uh, some, you know, like a set of daggers. No problem. <laughs> I've got the mats. <laughs> I mean, you can you, you know. can go domain of light and basically make your cleric a freaking pyromancer. Because mm -hmm. part of light is you get the burning hands and all the cool fire powers, you know, it's, and that's just something that each, each domain is almost its own class, which is nice because they have exactly. a cool class feature and magic abilities that are always in your repertoire. 
So, so cleric, and I still, we've joked about that, the group of five clerics, that would truly be an uncomfortable cool. group, in my opinion. You could have uh, the war cleric as the mm -hmm. tank, you know, you could have the life cleric as the, like, the main heels, um, or, you know, or as the one that, you know, you could have the Tempest one for AOE, you know, you could have some really powerful mm -hmm. that would be totally down for an you all know, cleric you start group. that adventure saying some evil douchebag destroyed the temple of the lords of light you know the lords and ladies of light it's you know an all good faith church and then send your priests because yeah i remember i created a uh, gnome uh i had a gnome uh no not gnome he was a uh, halfling cleric of oh god what was it illusion oh, or something trickery. yeah finley finley the fickle <laughs> he was the a fact hoot. that you can touch someone and give them advantage on stealth rolls for 24 hours yeah and i you know, I mean this character was not altruistic <laughs> that's for damn sure i mean i was basically blackmailing the dwarves <laughs> <laughs> they, I had that key. <laughs> you want in that great, you know, treasury? <laughs> you gotta talk to me. <laughs> Let's work something out. I mean, I wound up getting what twenty five percent of the, uh, no, not quite a high that high. Um, like it was like ten percent of their <laughs> yearly uh, profit margin. Yeah, exactly. I was like, because I held them hostage for it. <laughs> But it was a binding agreement. <laughs> and when you make a deal with a cleric, you kind of follow through on that one. Exactly. So, uh, um, you know, they can be they can be rather roguish. They can be all sorts of, mm -hmm. you know. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I've always been a fan of clerics because we all know after you get level ten, they become insanely powerful, just like wizards. And it just comes down to playing your character with the god that works with your character, you know. I want to see that. I want to see a group of all clerics <laughs> <laughs> and all different gods. That That's would be hilarious. You, <laughs> you know, you go with the elven cleric of light, so that way your elf is proficient in longbows. So you have to buy a longbow or a short bow right off the bat. So your light, your healer, is keeping at a distance, pelting arrows when not healing. Then you've got yeah. your Dwarven Tempest Cleric, you know, or War Cleric, so that way you have your Dwarven Tank running into battle. Yeah, the War uh, mm -hmm. Domain. Spiritual Weapon, come Spiritual on! Spiritual Weapon would be nasty. Then you follow mm -hmm. up with, you know, a Human Cleric of something, you know. Yeah, I fun. mean, it could be pretty darn potent combination. I mean, and the amount of magic that you guys can drop in one, in, you know, one or two fights. Mm-hmm. That, that would be ridiculous, especially if, say, <laughs> the end goal for that campaign is each of your gods have a legendary artifact that was stolen from the temple. Yeah. I.e. the Ooh, magic weapons that you guys will eventually be wielding against whatever the darkness was. Okay, we are totally <laughs> off that, you know, but I want to pursue this thought further. <laughs> is that politely wanting to, to wrap this episode up? Yeah, I think uh, um, the listeners would want ah, that, too. Okay, well, then I listen to what my people you know want. I mean, 
We're <laughs> we can, we've totally digressed, but ah, I I want to pursue. I can this. always make a lobby up on roll twenty. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean that that's a totally doable thing. <laughs> Alrighty, so I listen to what my people's want, so I'll say that's a good time to wrap it up for August the 10th, wants. So uh, that's a good place to wrap it up there, and hopefully I'll see you guys tomorrow, and we'll stack some more RPG a days on the recordings. <laughs> if you get my message. I want. Yeah, I, I want to say goodnight. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, have a good night. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.